welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie. I'm Callum. So we're back after a couple of weeks' break, and we are paying tribute to legendary director Richard Donner by doing a commentary for Lethal Weapon. Yeah, boy. So, uh, uh, which, you know, uh, rather than give you a low big spiel about it, let's just get into it. So, on three, two, one, on one... I'm gonna press play. So three, two, one. I love this film. I mean, yeah, the whole series is consistently good, isn't it? Yeah. Oops. His. I was gonna say problem if he did the last one, but we have to worry about. Ah, there it is. Copyright. Oh, you know. I'm sorry. I, I, I think we might fall in the trap of just watching this film. I love it. I This and Die Hard. Yeah, they're sort of tied on there. Yeah. I, I consider it to be like, you know, with uh, in the 80s and the 90s, where grunge music destroyed hair metal. Yeah. Uh... Lethal Weapon and Die Hard came along and killed the 80s action hero, the muscle bound. The one man. Yeah. yeah. The commando. Yeah. Rambo. <laughs> Rambo, yeah. It, it's perfectly cast. Michael Kamen's score. Yeah. And who also did Die Hard. He did, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, James Bond film. Yeah. Uh, License to Kill. Yeah. The thing is, they maintained the the, Mur- the Murtoch family had remained the same through all these weapons. All yeah, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And the fact that you've got Dick Donald in all four of them. Yeah, you've got the directorial sort of continuity as well. Yeah. I. Have this is where the please don't sue me. <laughs> or us, should I say? Any audio, cause a lot of it's all copyrighted, so. Oh my god, sued by Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> I go, every time I hear Jingle Bell Rock, I do think of... I think of this, yeah. Of Lethal Weapon. It's kind of in sort of... Clockwork Orange, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is how you... This is how you start. Boobs! I see boobs! Everyone's favourite 80s cliche. Mm. Oh, yes. Also, genre fans have also noticed Tom Atkins is in this film. Yeah, if you're a John Carpenter fan, he was in. Was it the? Is he? Uh, which ones is he in again? Sorry. He's in Halloween Three. I thought he was Escape from New York. Um, I'm sure he's in a few more. He's in um, Night of the Creeps. It's probably his most famous role. I read somewhere a while ago that uh, that Murtaugh, Riggs Murtaugh, you know, when it was written on, on paper, there was no ethnicity involved. Yeah, I heard that as well. It's kind of like a Ben situation from Night Living Dead, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's just the actor was good, so they picked him. And you, you can't imagine anybody else other than no, uh, Danny Glover not. playing Murtaugh. Uh, it was never a, like a race-centric thing either was it oh. like I mean they sort of play with that a bit in four don't they with the the slavery with the yeah. Chinese people but 
Um, which I, that's the only thing about that that feels a little forced. I, apart from like the whole film's great, but yeah. I just thought the whole slave thing was a bit too sort of on the nose. But you know, for, for Murtaugh, I know he's got his morals yeah. and stuff, hasn't he? But then you look at uh, apartheid was still around where in South Africa in Little yeah, Two. That guy was so obnoxiously arsehole though. Yeah, you just didn't. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not standing on plastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, the villains are superb. They are good. Yeah. I mean, this is totally different from two, three, and four because yeah, two, three, and four become funny one, movies. Yeah. Because you're dealing with like rakes almost suicide. Yeah. Cashing is what is it? Psycho pension. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in directed by Richard Donner. R.I.P. Yeah, oh, I was. Or rip, rip, as the kids say now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was so gutted. I really was when he passed away because he's he, he created the modern day superhero movie. Yeah, and Buddy Cop. And Buddy Cop, yeah. Because after Lethal Weapon and of course Die Hard. Die Hard's different though, isn't it? Because yeah. Die Hard was like taking the one man army thing. And making him vulnerable, wasn't it? Whereas, you know, like the buddy cop thing had been around before, but not. Yeah. You know, like it, you'd had two main stars in things before, but not this well done. Yeah. And I think everything sort of aped the success of this. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it was it loaded weapon was the parody, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I love it. I'm too old for this. I'm about this. I mean. I'm about the same age now as he was He says I'm too old for this shit in yeah. all four of them and he doesn't look any different no. today, does he really? Oh you look good. I mean this was out in eighty seven. Yeah. And that's the year before I came along. <laughs> Great, thank you. Now you make me feel old. Same year as Living Daylights. Yeah. That was a good year. And that was a good year. And uh, Lost Boys, which uh, Dick Donner produced. Running Man. Ah. Robocop. <laughs> it's a very good year. A very, very. I mean, I got me, I never saw this in the big screen, but I did see Lethal 2 and 4. But uh, about, e- easy, about 20 years ago, they did a special screening of Lethal Weapon. So to, to see it on the big screen was great. Yeah. It's, it's the 80s, so of course Riggs smokes. Which I like how by the third one that can you see what they, what does it say? Same thing as that, and I don't give. Yeah, he's got his dog biscuits. As yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, it's a family film. All four lethal weapons are family films. Yeah, they are a family film, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, family is important because uh, you know, we are Amanda Suck- Hudsuckers, the mil- military, the daughter of uh, the military guy that served in Nam with Raj. Yeah. And ultimately, if you've not seen the film, why are you listening to this? But ultimately, it's uh, it's uh, Murtaugh's daughter, Rhiannon, that gets uh, kidnapped. Yeah. usual bad guy Mitchell Ryan yeah. 
And I like uh, Gary Busey, Mr. Joshua. Yeah, I like Gary Busey. He's a psycho in this, isn't it? There's a sort of long-running joke about... Uh, oh, what's his wife's name again? Trisha. Trish, yeah, her cooking. Yeah. You can tell he really doesn't talk about his nan days. Yeah. It's, I think, wasn't... Has Rick spent have been a nan as well? Yeah. Yeah. So he's 50. <laughs> he looks about 30, doesn't he? Yeah. This is 87. That would be when it ended, but it was late yeah. 60s, isn't it? Mid to late 60s. I'm sorry, well, I'm not good. The sort of, yeah, like the main sort of war we think of. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I don't think it had been that long. Sort no. Of. Whenever I hear that sort of jazz score, I always think of this film. Michael Caine, when he's yeah. very. Even in, uh, have you seen Maverick? Not years. There's a scene where Danny Glover robs the bank I and they play the jazz bit yeah. and leave the weapon and they sort of go look yeah. at each other, you know, it's like, I've seen you before. <laughs> Doesn't he say I'm too old for this? Yeah, and it's Richard Donner as well. So yeah. This is so quotable. What, we've got a hooker? No, <laughs> this, the, the, the dialogue. I used to think this was Pangria for years. All dressed up and nowhere to blow. <laughs> I, I love that line. I really do. Shane Black, who who went on to do Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Nice guys. The kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, who likes having his film set at Christmas as well. Yeah. Iron Man 3. <laughs> Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? No. There is a criteria for this. And I'll briefly explain it. So if the action of the film derives from Christmas, so like Die Hard is set at Christmas yeah. deliberately because they're making their move at Christmas because everyone was sort of pissed and all that, then it's a Christmas film. So Home Alone is a Christmas film because they use Christmas to rob the house. But this isn't because it's just set at Christmas. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, though, my criteria says this can be a Christmas movie because that means that I get to get out watching other Christmas movies with the boss. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's in the same sense that Gremlins is a Christmas movie because yeah. it's to do with, like, you know, Gizmo's given as a present, isn't it? So, yeah. They use Christmas as a name. Saxophone heavy. We're setting up the movie Ro Roger's Ark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
only now we cause lethal weapons ingrained if, if you're of a certain age into the you know fun ingrained yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we know who he is we know he's yeah. a cop we know he's on edge cop but going in blind you don't yeah. know that do you no. this is the uh, the era of cocaine isn't oh, it yes. the 80s You know, now that, you know, the market's flooded and you get it cheap. It wasn't until a few years ago I actually had to have a friend explain to me, when I've heard about how, isn't that expensive? How can people afford it when it's that expensive? He went, no, not expensive anymore. Because I always imagine cocaine from, like, this sort of period. Yeah, and like hundreds start. of thousands. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> Planting your face in a big pile of it. <laughs> I love how he's counting out with, like, a hundred dollars. Yeah. I think for the next podcast we're going to have to Nick do the alter the audio functions on this. It keeps coming in, so please don't sue us. We're not doing it for more than ten seconds. But you got the traditional henchmen for hire. Mel Gibson's accent breaking through a little bit there. First, uh, Three Stooges <laughs> reference. Oh, what the... Yeah. They run through all the films. So we're establishing Riggs is a nut job cop. Who doesn't care about dying. Yeah. So Goonies was 86, was it? Goonies, yeah. Or was it 84? Was it 86? Yeah, I think it was 86, I'm sure it was. So, we've well, got a director know. who's coming from Goonies, essentially. Yeah. A, f- a family fantasy movie. To, yeah. To essentially creating the modern day action movie. Yeah. I mean, he'd done R-rated stuff before with, like, The Omen. Yeah. So, I think he knew he could do it. But, I know... As much as I'd love to have seen where Richard Donner would have gone with Superman if yeah. he completed Superman, his version of Superman 2, rather than, I mean, check out the Donner Cut, yeah. which is better and... It's, it's all I watch now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, if he'd done Superman, we wouldn't have uh, Superman 3 and 4, if they were gonna, he was going to do a whole series of them, we wouldn't have had the likes of the Goonies or this. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Goonies was eighty-five. Okay, we've got a fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we've got we've got a guest on this commentary. Do you want to say hello? Hello. The boss. Looney Tunes. Which is still hilarious if you watch it today. Yeah. Oh, of course it would have been easy to get because it's Warner Brothers. It I mean, it's, the pace is really good though, isn't it? Because you go straight from like an action scene to... This is quite a dark scene, yeah, it, it is. Isn't it? 
an era where, like we said before, men didn't really show their feelings all, did they, in action? But if you show your feelings now, you're a man and you go, yeah. this a woman, you're still going to get called out for it. Yeah. yeah. So, that one reference. But, I mean, First Blood is, is quite the same, isn't it? It's like, it's not really an action film, it's more of a thriller, isn't it? Yeah. But you get that sort of depth of character that you get with Stallone. But he's unfairly maligned for, I think. Yeah. I mean, was it, it same with uh, with John McClane? There is vulnerability. And yeah, and they are the, they are not the. Whereas your Arnie and your Sly, I mean, we love Arnie and Sly movies, but. Uh, with them, it's the, it, 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 it's reluctant hero and, and guy on the edge. Yeah. Consequences to actions. Yeah. Well, it's where like the narrative started serving the action rather than the action. No, the action started serving the narrative. Sorry, that rather than being driven by the action, which is how it used to be, isn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah, we all love the action films and that but you can see where it changes with this and yeah. Die Hard I mean this is before Die Hard wasn't it so yeah. I mean when it comes to the movies that they actually cleared out for me it was if you want the two defining films pre in my opinion pre Lethal Weapon you, you're looking at uh, Commando and Rambo First Blood Part 2 where like you said the action it was a story based around these action set pieces. Yeah. So you've got like one man with his gun, and he and never like all the bullets missing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's which was weird because Rambo came off of like say First Blood's quite a self-contained film, isn't it? Like you could probably watch that and not and imagine that the others didn't happen. Yeah, but at if the end, at the ending of First Blood, he was supposed to be shot by his friend, put him yeah. out of his misery. Yeah. So, but no, they saw a cash cow there. Yeah. Reagan or like this. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a famous picture of him with a sign saying Rambo's a Republican or something? Or Rambo votes Republican or something like that? I don't know. We're going to soon be introduced to one of my favourites. Oh, the. Uh, Steve. Steve Kahn? Oh, I thought you meant the. Um, Psychiatrist woman. Is she oh, I love her as well. So that's there she is. <laughs> he's Mary Ellen Trainer. He's Richard Donner's cousin, isn't he? That yeah. Because he's in Superman, isn't he? Yeah. And Demolition Man. And Mary Ellen Trainer. May she rest in peace as well. From Goonies. Mother. Oh, is, she, is she the mother in it? Yeah, yeah, so she is. And she's in Die Hard. Yeah, she's the <laughs> journalist. Is she? Yeah. Mrs. Walsh and Goonies. Gail Wallens and Die Hard. I like how in the fourth one she's had enough of their shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's when he's like, is it Leave One Free? Where he's like, I can't marry you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is they are, and it, and it sums up perfectly in four where it goes, when the nurse or doctor asks, are you friends? No, we're family. And yeah. And this is the building blocks. 
is the, the guy I was on about. There's the link between the three that were you trying to get me Oh! <laughs> ah, I didn't even realise you were here until you told me last night. And he went on to be Balrog in Street Fighter, yeah. Which is another commentary track by us, which you should check out. Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast, yeah, but we podcast. probably will do one. I, I love him. I, I, I think. Uh, he's one of my favourite police captains, I think. Yeah. His, his role in. I mean, I love it for the third one. Yeah, because he nearly gets killed in the third one, yeah. doesn't he? By. Uh, by the. the uh, the doctor from Hot Fuzz. Oh, <laughs> I brought you into this world that it's only fitting that I kick you out. <laughs> I gotta say, this was done on a budget of 15 million and it grossed 120 worldwide. Wow. This is in 87. Two was done on a budget of 28 and was raked in 227. Three, which was the, uh, the, the, the high point for them, was 35 million. And it did took in a budget took in uh, three twenty one million. This is all in dollars. While Lethal Four was made for one hundred and forty million. Just show between ninety two and ninety eight how much budgets went up, and it only raked in two hundred eighty five. Yeah. But I mean, for films like Lethal Weapon now, I mean, I think people appreciate Four more now than they did at the time. Yeah, I, I really like Four actually. Same here. That cinematographer on this is so good, isn't yeah. it? Like you know, like the faded sort of light that you get on the scene, and the the, the silhouette. The, yeah, the silhouette. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. I know they're similar ages because they both served in Nam, but you've obviously got the old grizzled cop and the young yeah, one, and yeah. it's and that's kind of like the cliche now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they even sort of play with it in uh, something like Dread, don't they? Yeah. Where he's got the rookie with him for yeah. the whole day. You know, uh-huh. it, it's, yeah, we all accept it now, don't we? It was Predator 87. It was, yeah. So you got Predator, who's Predator also well, Shane yeah. Black. Yeah, he's in it, isn't he? Yeah. And went on to direct them as well, didn't he? He did. The Predator? Yeah. I like Shane Black. I, he, uh, you know, the nice guys. Yeah, it's very, I, I kind of think of that as an unofficial prequel to yeah. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon meets the Big Lebowski. Yeah. It is so quotable, this film is. I love that one when he's God must hate me well hate him back it works for me now we get introduced to Mr. Joshua do you see the psycho yeah the psycho and everything isn't he yeah (laughs) and and the siege oh he's great in that and Predator 2 as well I like his son as well. Oh, Jake, yeah. yeah. He's a, you can't mistake that it's his son, can you? He did an episode of Swamp Thing. and Oh, right. And we just watched him in Stranger Things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's the... 
Because he works for that company, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. No, he works for the news agency. He's a journalist. Yeah, that's it. He's a slimy new journalist. First time I ever saw him was Starship Troopers. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Hoo-ha! I love Starship Troopers. Oh, it's brilliant. A lot of people didn't get it because it's comedy. A lot of people still don't get it. Jeez. He is terrifying, though, the general. Yeah. Virtus Hammond in uh, Judge Dredd. He was, yeah. He's in Liar Liar as well. Ah. I never watched Dharma and Greg. Isn't that like some like family-oriented girly thing? What is it? He's in Dharma and Greg 119 episodes. Mitchell Ryan. He's in quite, he does a lot of voice acting as well. I think he was in um, an episode of Justice League. Yeah. Hi, Father. In yes, yes, Twilight Part 2. Yes. That's the Justice League. Not the Twilight. Yeah, not our favourite vampire series. Oh, the brilliant vampire series. Watched them once. <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't believe Michael Sheen was in them. I love Michael Sheen. Though. Oh, he's brilliant. <laughs> he said Merry Christmas! Yeah, he did. So, that could be Christmas movies. <laughs> it could be. Oh, who is the legend? I love Tom Atkins. There's that famous scene in Halloween 3 where he's with that woman that's a lot younger than him. And uh, she says, Where are you going to sleep? That's a dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) He has a moustache. Yeah, he's cool. You really should watch Night of the Creeps. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's one of Fred Decker's. Um, I think it, it was that and Monster Squad in the eighties that he yeah. did when he was like a really good director, and then Robocop three absolutely ruined his career. You know, I've always up for watching anything new that I haven't seen before. It's that's quite quotable from his stuff in it. Oh, nice. Oh, do you remember them? <laughs> uh, in the 80s? Oh, yes. I miss them. I don't even remember pornographic video tapes, though, because it was big then. I remember <laughs> looking at them. I remember looking at them as well. <laughs> and now you can get them within seconds on a, a Google search. Oh, yes. What times we live in. So, Amanda Hudsucker was a, was a druggy porn star. But she still got killed because of her father. Yeah, because of stuff he was into, which we don't know yet. It's 
do you know what's really weird? When you see Danny Glover as a bad guy, yeah, I can't process it. I've only ever seen it a couple of times. Isn't he? I mean, I haven't seen the film. But isn't he a bad in uh, the Color Purple? Oh. Not only do you go from Danny Glover being like the nicest guy ever, but he's the worst guy ever. In that. Horrible. I mean, obviously he's a great actor because yeah. he's making you hate him, but it just doesn't seem right. Now, but if he could pull it off, I mean, go uh, one of my favourite actors, uh, Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Uh-huh. To to play, Eamon Goeth, then you watch him do something like in Made in Manhattan or, or Mallory and Bond, and yeah. you just go, I love him. Oh, even Voldemort, sorry. Yeah. Look, Lost Boys! Lost Boys! They're showing Lost Boys at the cinema behind them. This year's hit. And that's also Warner Brothers. Ah, very clever. But then again, isn't... uh, In that... Was it... I Am Legend, there's a Batman and Superman poster yeah. in the background. Yeah, it's quite famous, actually, for that. That and it's shit CGI, but... Yeah. Yeah. I remember that actually. I know he's only executive on uh, executive producer on uh, uh, Lost Boys, but yeah. it feels like a dick on Yeah. Me. I mean, no disrespect to Joel Schumacher. Oh, Joel Schumacher has style. Oh, I I love this scene. Same. <laughs> Dead for Roger. <laughs> I've seen a t-shirt with that on before. Oh, just a picture of Riggs and it just says Ted for Roger. <laughs> every 80s action movie as well where it takes two seconds to get to the room yeah. <laughs> I, have a good ru- I have a good runner but I would not take you there you know yeah. you get out of breath she's a lift yeah <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, that was uh, on the extended cut. Oh, and is it a deleted scene? Oh, okay. Which sadly you can't get the extended cuts on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's weird, you isn't it? I, I always remember that scene because there's someone up in the school shooting yeah. down, isn't there? And Riggs just nails the guy. Yeah. I suppose it built up. It wasn't a very good introduction, was no. it? Because it's sort of like I think the drug one's better. Yeah. He's <laughs> just slapped himself. <laughs> this way. You add more to it and it, it kind of dilutes yeah. a little bit. Because you don't know his skill just at that point, yeah. do you? So you're just like. Is it his boss? No, he's just saying that. He's just. Oh, okay. 
because uh, I, 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 I love Lethal Weapon, so this is the problem you pull in the trap of just watching. But this is brilliant. And it's practical, not... Because if you look when they fall, you can actually see the handcuffs split apart before they grab hold of each other's hands. Yeah. Well, I'm not putting this out as a negative. I'm putting it out. This is just shows you how a testament to how... Well made it is. Yeah. yeah. It's how he flips like that. It's yeah. just... Because you're not quite sure if he's like... A, a sort of hero or a anti-hero yet, are you? fun actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to die now I know now he doesn't yeah this seems funny as well when he slams the door and it just comes back around yeah. I don't know if he knew it was a <laughs> <laughs> it just comes back to it I think that was a happy accident yeah comedy isn't it with yeah. like the darker stuff it makes it more sort of real you create a three-dimensional character rather yeah. than just a one-dimensional he's a couple hundred years she was gonna yeah. be saved in the last reel but he flips from being uh, as close as you can be to normal in a situation like that to being on the edge it's a very accurate Puts you on edge, yeah. And then, like, the arc is obviously Roger and his family mm. saving, don't they? And he's going to do this. Yeah. If Roger hadn't put his finger on the pin. Yeah. But I think it's Roger's family that sort of saves him, isn't it? Yeah. Because he finds his own family. He says it in three. I mean, we're going on about the other way. wonderful kids. Yeah. I love them and they're yours. I live in your icebox. Yeah. Your wife does my washing. <laughs> or laundry. Or. Yeah. I really like Mary Ellen Trainer in this. She is good, yeah. She's fun, like we say, she's funnier by the third one, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I think by Lethal Weapon 2, you, they sort of find the stride with the comedy, don't yeah. they? Like, where it's. You're in comedy mode with them. I've always said, you know, uh, with 
I mean, I'm, uh, this is not being negative towards Die Hard because he got three fantastic films, but by four and five, John McClane had the character had changed. Didn't be he was Bruce a superhero, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But you could literally, if they would, if they managed to do Lethal Five, and it was just those two sitting around a table or watching TV or doing a podcast, you'd still watch it and yeah. walk out the cinema going, "I just watched the greatest thing because of the." Characters, yeah, and uh, like you say, it benefits uh, by having Richard Donner as the director of all four. Yeah, so you've got Richard Donner who knows the characters, you've got uh, Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson. And as long as you've got the quote family of all the original uh, actors and actresses there, you there you are, they, they, people will pay to watch the interaction. Yeah, well, you retain like the continuity, don't you? Like, uh, it, it's always hard when they recast someone or. Yeah. And you know blatantly that it's a different director to get back into it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it works with things like Bond or the Alien films seem to benefit from having different directors, yeah. don't they? But something like this, I think you would need the continuity. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you look at, we'll just go to, to a different genre, which is obviously the, something that uh, Rich Donner helped create with uh, the superheroes and Thor. Yeah. You've got uh, Kenneth Branagh's Thor. You've got uh, I'm sorry, I'm the name. The one the set Dark World. Alan Taylor. Yeah, Alan yeah. Taylor. Then you've got three and four, which are Taika Waititi films. Yeah. And as soon as Taika took over, you kind of like it feels. They've Thor re- changed. They've reached their stride. Yeah. yeah. So it can work in that sense if you've got someone who knows or creates a vision. But with Lethal Weapon, it's it's there from the start. They just they build on it. Yeah, it evolves naturally, doesn't it? I mean, why is a guy in witness protection even in the fourth film with Leo Getz? Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally against type for Joe Pesci as well, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, you do. You can't help but like him, can you? With, you his, with his they fuck you speeches. Yeah. <laughs> and you want it. You want... And I've always said... It, I've always thought that uh, Chris Rock would have been in the fifth one because they always add a new member to the family yeah and you accept them because you accept butters yeah he actually doesn't annoy me in that film yeah I must admit and Lorna yeah Lorna especially Lorna yeah yeah Rene Russo Thor sorry Rene Russo who was also oh yeah I didn't even think of that let's make a loads of connections here are we I mean, I think the obvious one for us to do for a Richard Donner tribute would have been Superman. Yeah. But I just think Lethal Weapon... It's fun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's Shane Black as well is the oh, yes. big secret ingredient, isn't he? I think Superman is all Richard Donner, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I suppose you've got... Um, uh, Tom Mankiewicz. Tom Mankiewicz, So yeah. Dick Donner and Tom, Pan- Tom yeah. Mankiewicz. Uh, Could never bond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I consider it to be. I consider them to both be equals because uh, Richard Donner did bring yeah. on Tom Mankiewicz. Because wasn't it Mario Puzo? Did this yeah, script? he did. He did the uh, treatment. Yeah. And this, and that's why he, uh, I think uh, Tom Mankiewicz is cons- classified as a consultant, even though it's his script. Yeah. So. Well, obviously, The Godfather just blown everyone away in quote yeah. marks in the seventies, hadn't it? So. 
I was say the scene that's coming up now is a stunt that always freaks me out. Of oh, the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That the person who did this stunt coming up, I think is uh, that is it's dangerous and there's no way. I, I, the, the, I mean, this goes to show the professionalism and how. You don't think about it. About being in the water, being surrounded Smothered by that as stuff. Well, yeah. You have to trust your entire crew. I mean, they'd probably just CG it now, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean... Or something like that. (laughs) 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 I love Briggs's hair, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do as well. I never... Can never take Mel Gibson with short hair. He does have it in the fourth one. It's the only one he does with short hair. And a little ponytail in, in three. Yeah. I think the last film... I ever saw him a long hair in was Braveheart. Ah. Oh, this is the one I'm telling you about struggling. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that's not that's not a dummy or or CG, but it was pre CGs. But I can do that. That's scary to me. I think the score kind of sounds like Die Hard a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? Michael Caine again. Yeah, I was watching Licence to Kill the other day and you can tell it is Michael Kamen when you listen to you it. You can, yeah. He was the go-to guy. Oh, I love this. Yeah, I do as well. Oops. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but that used to be on the certificate trailer thing on the videos when it used to say, like, about the different certificates yeah that used to be right at the start of the the thing where they go through the different age ah. groups because i always used to remember that because it used to have like clips of films yeah. that i'd seen wow. and i used to used to be sitting there thinking as a kid well i've seen 18 films yeah. <laughs> i'm breaking the law we've had this uh, conversation about this though haven't yeah. we but we feel like it's it's fine as long as the parents control yeah not not control but you know like supervise ha- yeah yeah. Moderate. Yeah. I mean, I was never restricted from watching eighteen films. Yeah, I was. I mean, certain ones, yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch The Exorcist. No. <laughs> I think it's down to the parents. Uh, let me rephrase this. Uh, getting to meet the family, but I was going to be very quick. Parents who are uh, seriously taking interest in what the children are doing, rather than just being the ones that stick in front of the TV, know how their kids would react to certain films. Yeah. So uh, I was definitely too young when I watched. Uh, Lisa was the first time because it was an 18 I don't know I think it might be a 15 now in the UK but you know if, you, if you're a good enough parent and you know what your kids uh, can take so you wouldn't put someone that's fragile and stick in front of a horror film no or someone that's that might actually think it's all real or, or emulate it in front of so it, it is I think it's better if it is down to the parents but I also think that now the way society's gone with TV is that you see a lot more worse on TV, just say, for example, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Than you ever dead. do. Yeah. Than you ever do on any of these films that oh I grew yeah. up with. TV's the big medium now, though, isn't it? Yeah. 
I remember you never used to even be able to get a headbutt. No. You know, you watch something like something syndicated, like Next Generation, maybe. There's never any nudity or swearing, and now we watch Picard and they're saying like the F word. Yeah. And it's so weird. You have to. Sadly, nowadays, I mean, it's always been about money, but nowadays it's more and more about money because rather than having like a, a smaller amount of shows, you've got major, so you've got to to go with the times for these programs. Yeah. So you actually do have to have swearing in Star Trek, which we've never yeah, done before. Yeah, it's a strange thing, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you've had like maybe some, some minor cussing, but, and obviously like Shatner's saying, maybe killed my son, Klingon bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's for realism. But yeah. I mean, if you just look at animation, Beavis and Butthead in 93. Yeah. Now that's considered light by modern day yeah, standards. Like things like South Park. Even South Park when it first started was light. There was no swearing and it was oh. beeped out. Yeah. And now you've got things like... A Paradise PD. Yeah, and adult animated shows. Yeah. Ah, uh, Rianne likes Murtoch. Riggs, sorry. Who doesn't? Yeah. Riggs, if she didn't like Murtoch, that would be a bit wrong. Before uh, yeah. Mel Gibson went all... Yeah. <laughs> crazy in real life. I love how the kids are at the age where you grow with them, but they grow with, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Ebony Smith, Carrie Murdoch. Let's see how old she actually is now. She was born in 78, so that would make her September 78. Who, the little girl? Yeah. So she'd have been nine. That makes her now 43. Wow. Coming up to 44. I feel old. It's kind of weird. I mean, I had this the other day with, uh, when I was watching Stranger Things and seeing uh, Mikey from the Goonies. Yeah. And that was, I know I've seen him in Big Bang Theory and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but it's like seeing him now, it's it's just such a shame as well, isn't it? I'm actually happy that D-Child actors actually, you know, they're still around to talk about it. Yeah. And they're, they're not, uh, after having had drug problems or rehab yeah. problems. So it's nice to actually see... <laughs> Nice just seeing them just sort of like chill out, isn't it? Yeah. As well, don't really never used to really see that with John Cotton. Isn't that sort of like a a through line for the whole series as well? Roger working on his boat. Yeah. <laughs> Comes into major effect in two and four. Yeah. Because no, it's actually in all of them. Because second one, this is is actually yeah. The second one is they're at the docks, aren't they? Yeah. And they're looking for the ship. They think they're looking for a person, but it's they're looking for a ship. Yeah. And the third one is after the shooting. He goes to the ship, and the fourth one is they're on the boat with at the start. Just with the, with the shark. 
Even the boat has a character in this film. Yeah. We are actually stopping a film just so we can give a lecture on drugs. Trisha's cooking can't be that bad, yeah. really. It's a good running joke. She's 60 now. Really? Rihanna is. Wow. 1960. Same year as my mum. Same year age. I lost Good this. lord. So she was 17 when this film was there. Jesus. establishing that he's still dangerous yeah he i think he does actually s use the rifle later on doesn't he yeah <laughs> no i like how they, they litter the exposition through the film rather than just having a dump yeah going yeah. so we're now finding more and more this is like a, in a real friendship you wouldn't be like you don't sit down and go here's my life story now because it's all going to become relevant yeah. later you, 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 you gradually do it throughout yeah. you know? I mean one of the things that annoyed me is uh, is out for justice where he's talking to his ex-wife about stuff that he would have known because he's his ex-wife going about how his father that used to bug me it takes me out of films when they say that dreaded phrase as you know yeah if they know why tell why tell us because we're telling the audience yeah, now exactly or or the worst exposition scene in my opinion transformers where you've got the glasses and something else i can't remember what it is because i'm seeing it in oh. years transported from Shia Book, and my handle is something 69 or whatever it was yeah i was like oh. i'm like yeah that threw me out of the film right at that point all of those films are like two and a half hour exposition jumps, yeah. aren't they? Well, they're horrible. Bumblebee was good though. I like Bumblebee, yeah. But you said it in the 80s. Yeah. 
weird as well. Like, I was reading about how nostalgia in films goes in cycles of 20 years. So, like, in the 80s, they were obviously... The 50s and the 60s was the the time that we lived in. And then now it's the 80s in a lot of films. You know, like, uh, it, Chapter 1 is set in the 80s instead of the 50s and Stranger Things. Like, the 80s are now the nostalgia. That's quite scary. It is. The 90s will be that soon, won't it? No, that is... I I don't define this as an old film. But no, it, I it doesn't feel old. No, but when you talk to people and you think, oh my god, they, I'm talking about movies like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, yeah, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. You look an average between thirty-five to forty years old. Yeah, easily. And, and yeah, I don't. And when you're trying to make references to people like in their twenties, or even some in the thirties, and you're like going. You don't go. Do you look at you like you're on? Yeah. I keep putting one. Son of Jor-El, Neil before Zod. And you get looked at. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, Superman. What you're about? Yeah. Uh, and you don't know what the, you know, you're talking about. Yeah. It's quite frustrating actually. It's so bad. I just brought him like a cup of coffee. Yeah. that this bit is the bit where you know the coffee's come I never noticed it before but this is the scene where they start warming to each other yeah and this sets up two three and four that's just the way he's like what are you doing in this? yeah <laughs> his uh, accent slips through a little yeah. bit in this film doesn't it fan of Mad Max films. I've seen many years, but yes, I think they're good. Master Blaster on bottom! <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad line reading, but it, it, that's all I really remember of the third one. Yeah. First is different to the second and third and fourth. It's kind of like an Evil Dead sort of situation, yeah. isn't it? Where the first one is totally not related. Yeah. Road Warrior is great, though, isn't it? it? Is. And it also set up by every futuristic thing they look like 80s punks. Yeah, I know, yeah. Robocop 3. <laughs> Splatter punks.
I like the 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 whole thing between Roger using the yeah. the revolver and the. Is this the smiley face one? Yeah. I think of this and I think of the callback in the third one with the the young cop they call Billy the Kid. Yeah, the lad that gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what the they're using like hollow point yeah cop killers cop killers that's it <laughs> <laughs> looks like a dum dum win to me yeah. <laughs> oh. uh. I mean some of the dialogue here is topical today about uh, colour yeah in the second one's funny oh that's the brilliant <laughs> He does actually, yeah. And it's the kid that sets it up, they hadn't even thought of that, you can tell. Vietnam, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, I guess like Predator is kind of Vietnamish, isn't yeah. it? Like the jungles killing them. You're right there. Yeah. So you're right. It's, it's that sort of. Can well, I can even our best friend George? Yeah. Like, Vietnam references to me. <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious one is Jedi. Return, Return of the Jedi. Sorry. The Ewoks are. Yeah. BC, aren't they? Yeah. What was it that guy says in Casualties of War? UVC? Yeah, that's it. 
I haven't seen that in years. I saw it at the cinema. That oh, was I powerful. Know, I know. I love how Rick just laughing, like, I, I imagine he was laughing in yeah. real life. It's, it's the little things, because Murtoch, because he's got children, knows how to speak to children. Yeah. now isn't it yeah. I mean it's kind of at the time probably it was kind of funny like because like you know Riggs is laughing when that kid yeah. says it but it's not really that funny anymore no. Society's moved forward, and yet, I mean, I always think you go straight out of Compton, which is similar period, and oh, fantastic as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you've got that kind of whole mentality, yeah, about the cops, and there are bad cops mm. and racist cops, and that is that's fact. That's not bullshit. Even though we live in, we don't live in America, we we do hear about it, and this isn't quote fake news media. No, but what you see nowadays, we're talking like. Thirty-five, forty years later, and it's still thirty-five at least, and we're still having conversations like this. Yeah, and it's still—I mean, with George Floyd especially. Yeah, I mean, the biggest sort of gut punch is the end of Black Klansman, isn't it? Yeah. Um, about like spoilers, but the um the real footage of the Charlottesburg. Yeah. Somewhere like it is today. The riots and that. Yeah, and it's. Just like he hasn't changed, has it? No. And I, I don't mean. I mean, I'd like somewhere down the line. I'd like to do Lethal Two, Three, and Four. Mm. I mean, uh, it's dated in the sense that we did have. A, it was during the time of apartheid in South Africa, but the themes, is, uh, you know, racism is still there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the thing with like when you talk about it straight out of Compton, it's not just those black cops that are belligerent in it as well yeah. aren't they like it's not just the the white cops it's the black cops that made it out of that area and now they feel like they can be the bullies yeah you know because i mean i think that's that's the problem with the dialogue at the moment is that you know it's it's just white corrupt cops but yeah. it's corrupt cops in general you need yeah. to stop isn't it i mean i think the thing with george floyd it hit that guy's partner was asian american and he still was as aggressive as the other guy was so it's a it's about stopping c corrupt cops in general. Yeah, but then you could also there's also the, the, the a lot of people would be afraid to speak out. Yeah, of course. Because they wouldn't want their families to be attacked. Yeah. But the fact that these people have to live in fear and turn a blind eye to what's going on yeah. shouldn't be right because no, it's like coming out of Nazi Germany, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's just. You look at the Jews that helped the Nazis because they were thinking about their own asses yeah. rather than as a general yeah and you know and it, it when you talk about the war as well in general and you talk about collaborators and you sort of say yeah they deserve to be shot and all this so you kind of think like well what would you do like we have no right to judge no. 
like obviously you do have the right to judge Nazis but just it's just a situation you'll never find yourself in hopefully so how can you even think how to comment on it because your survival yeah your survival gear and your family will always outweigh morality yeah yeah Lethal Weapon and our little action films yeah. that I was talking about. But, I mean, especially 2, 3, and 4, Richard Donner does put his own messages in. You can actually see it when when uh, Riggs is on the bike and he goes under a, a truck, a trailer. It's got a PETA, Preferential Treatment of Animals. You look on the wall of uh, yeah. their office, there's a, a pay to, I'd rather go go naked than where fur go-go's campaign posters on the wall yeah you've got uh and gun control the dog posters. in the third one like the dog in the third yeah. one becomes a character basically doesn't yeah. it yeah so it's it's even the idea that in the story that Riggs sort of talks the dog down from being aggressive doesn't yeah he? and it becomes their friend yeah i don't know do you, don't you see it on the isn't it in the fourth one as well you see it with sam don't you at the trailer yeah and they're like, that's not you're supposed to assume you adopted this. Yeah, you took it. I do really admire Richard Donner for that. Yeah. Like, he was always a big uh, anti-animal cruelty person, wasn't he? He had that. He had a, He always wore the pin bad, the yeah. anti-fur pin pin badge. And was he against NRA as well? Uh, yeah. He didn't like. If I recall right, please don't quote me on this. Is when the NRA used to be about how to handle guns, yeah. then it became a political, then and it was all about pro-gun rather than yeah. education. On apparently, again, don't quote me on this. I'm not really knowledgeable uh, NRA because we don't have the NRA. No, must be in British and all. But it was, if I remember right, reading or watching, it was the NRA was about how to handle guns. Yeah, and it, and it, it was supposed to be an educational body. Yeah, like because obviously, like. Defending yourself in America is a right that you have, something we don't really have over here. Um, so yeah, they were all about educating on guns, but I think it just became about money and then it and I politics, like you say. Uh, you can uh, and people like Charles and Heston. Yeah. You can put take this gun from my cold dead hands. Yeah. And crap like that. Yeah, I know. I I, I mean, Charlton Heston's a fucking great actor, but a hole. Bit of an a hole in real life, yeah. He pays for his sins, uh, Hansucker does. Kind of weird seeing Tom Atkins playing a sort of a. Well, he is a bad guy, really, yeah. isn't he? he? He saw a chance to make money and his. Uh, Michael Hansucker. He's, and his, uh, he took it and it had consequences because he wanted to help. So. You get involved in this, you know, you play with fire, oh, you are going to yeah. get burned. If you deal with drugs. Or oh, do you know the even scarier thing is when you get involved with the cartel in Mexico? Yeah. I've seen some nasty videos <laughs> that they've put up before. I kind of feel like they missed a bit of an opportunity with La- Rambo Last Blood. When I heard that was to do with the cartel, I thought, yeah. oh, this could be like, if it's like the last one, gory as fuck, yeah. you know. And it, it was good. We enjoyed it, didn't we? But it I was think a good it was, action film. Yeah, there's not actually a lot of action in it, though, yeah. is there? Till the end, so it was kind of like a little sort of twist on the whole. Yeah. Oh, I love this. 
I'm sorry, I'm just saying, we're watching this. I remember in the 90s in Planet Hollywood, they, I think they had the, one of the vests or something from this. Tell me we get pictures oh, of what, yeah. So I used to love Planet Hollywood when it was on Leicester Square. I love Planet Hollywood, yeah. I mean, I think it's still around, isn't it? it but is. I don't think it's owned by... Didn't they oh, sell it? Yeah. Yeah. I used to love going and seeing Luther Weapon stuff. Yeah. I, I, I was... There's a, wasn't there a big T2 statue with Arnie's yeah. jacket as well? There's one of the Rocky bikes. Yeah, it's had everything really, didn't yeah. it? It was kind of like the hard rock of films. But it was really expensive, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I remember, okay, when there was second Star Wars reference, they had R two and three PO in the window of the of the when it opened in London. Yeah, That's the square one. I mean, they're all pretty similar. We went to the one in New York, and it was just it's the same sort of stuff. You know, like, there's no real difference. Yeah. 95 I went to the Orlando one when I was in Florida yeah I never went to that one but I remember seeing it yeah I was quite surprised when we when we went to Orlando I think it was 99 and I saw Phantom Menace in yeah. Universal Studios I, I found out when we left that Orlando is three times the size of the UK yes that's crazy isn't it yeah like, I'd like to go back to Universal Studios. If anyone wants to sponsor us so we can yeah, do podcasts <laughs> out there, we'd happily fast uh, fast track rides as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forest Lord commercials. <laughs> this is brilliant. Starting to sort of warm to each other, aren't they? Are most of Shane Black's films in LA? I think it's in Christmas. In Christmas, yeah. Is the last Boy Scout at Christmas? I think it is. It is, it is. Yeah. I always remember the opening scene of that where that guy uh, shoots those players and then yeah. shoots himself. It's kind of like yeah. a wow opening, isn't it? I mean, it's always the 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 eighty style, you know, it's nineties, right? Rock song. Yeah. It's like a music video at the start of the film. It's early nineties, though. Yeah. It? And that's the great Tony Scott as well, isn't it? May he rest in peace. Yeah. He's the only action director I actually like that uses fast cuts. I think that's just became a sort of lazy thing to do for action films to cut yeah. to cover the fact that the stars can't actually fight. <laughs> Whereas. When Tony Scott does it, it's artistic, isn't yeah. it? We'll have to do a commentary track for Top Gun. Oh, definitely, yeah. And True Romance is great as well, isn't it? I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. I think that's going to be on my uh, Dubai list. Now I think we can safely say we're entering the third act. We are, yeah. See, on three, they always go on three. Yeah.
and we've raised the stakes as well, haven't we? Yeah. That could have been a short film, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, Tracy Wolf still looks good for her. Look, her yeah. Thank you, IMDb. Love sang a Christmas song, didn't she? In real life. Darlene Wolf did. I think she's the first time I did Halloween Low. Yeah. Let's go have a look. This is the beauty of when. I think we, yeah, we were in Halliwell period when. Uh, oh God, would you have to? Look for yourself. Yeah. Nowadays you just use IMDB. Yeah, well it's a Google away, isn't it? Yeah. Look like Darlene Love. Soundtrack, 48 credits. Love Actually or All Alone for Christmas? That's it. All Alone for Christmas. Home Alone 2, All Alone on Christmas. Goodfellas. Christmas Baby Please Come Home. Gremlins. Christmas Baby Please Come Home. <laughs> 16 Candles. Uh, today I met a boy I'm gonna marry. Got a good fellas reference in the next film, haven't we? Who? Yeah. We've got a good fellas reference for in the next film of this. Oh yeah. yeah. He's creepy. He's creepy. He's creepy. When he plays bad, he plays bad. But when yeah, he plays Leo, I can't ever. And I never used to do. Uh, first time I saw him was Home Alone when I was a kid, but. I remember my nan was saying, oh, you should watch Goodfellas, he's horrible at that. And I was like, well, he's funny in this. <laughs> or Casino with the eye. Or Casino, yeah. He's a good actor, though, isn't he? Oh, he's brilliant. I like the lighting in this scene. Yeah. Like, they're bathed in blood already, aren't they? Yeah. I never noticed until you pointed out that's so true. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's about to go in it. It's yeah. about to go off to quote off us. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think you've all watched Hot Fuzz and uh, Yeah. And to audiences in other territories, check it out. Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright. Has a reference to this, doesn't it? Oh yes. Or rather, is it the trailer for Trailer music. Weapon two or one or two. The two. They use that in it. And of course, there's a reference to Lethal Three, like we've, we've already mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, Jack Travers. Cinematography on this is uh, the DOP, Stephen Goldblatt. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did? Let us have a look. Batman and Robin. Oh. Strip tease. Batman Forever. Lethal Weapon Two. Well, to be fair, say what you want about Batman and Robin, it is shot quite well. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, 
I haven't seen striptease for years, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I just remember Demi Moore's Tartars being quite agreeable. And when the I was uh, <laughs> yeah. eleven year old. Yeah. <laughs> they were fa- they that was when she was enhanced, wasn't she? Enhanced. <laughs> he's the editor Stuart Bird who does he was the editor on this. Oh he's like a super editor, isn't he? Yeah. He's really good. Skyfall, Green Lantern, Casino Royale, Demolition Man. Directed uh our fav our favourite Star Trek film. Nemesis. <laughs> oh, he directed that. Oh. Die Hard 2. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Last Boy Scout. He's a great action director. He's yeah. done loads of stuff. Superman, Superman 2. Director. Nemesis, US Marshals. Executive Decision. I like that film. I'm going to have to watch it. Kurt Russell. Steven Seagal for about yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, that's on his box set. Yeah. And his name's first. Jesus. That's crazy. Weird, because he breaks his like rule about... Uh, doesn't he have like a thing in his contract that he can only die by his own hand or something in films? He's not allowed to be killed by anyone. Jeez. Yeah, but by another... No, I'm not gonna finish. It's just that. the arrogance, though, isn't it? Yeah. That he's got that. Because if you notice, he kills himself in Machete. Yeah. For the record, I'm not gonna go on a Steven Seagal slating Steven Seagal because yeah. I used to. We've done it many times, haven't we? Yeah, I used to. Oh, it, he was great in the day. Yeah. I used to prefer him over Van Damme and Lundgren and you know all those, but now it's like, my God, he's just a parody, isn't he now? Yeah. And has more sinister aspects to him now, doesn't he? Creepy towards women. Yeah. Have you seen the interview where he walks away? No. Yeah. The newsreader brings it up and he just takes his microphone off and walks out. <laughs> no, he, he's. Uh, I'm sorry, he's unreadable. Really, uh, uh, and I hate to say this because I did used to love Steven Seagal and I still could Yeah, oh yeah. His first sort of original five films, is it? Uh, Nico. So like above the law to under siege. Yeah, so you got yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you got Nico above the law. Uh, yeah. It was Nico in this country. Originally. Yeah, we call it Nico, yeah. don't we? I so above the law, uh, hard to kill, mark for death, out for justice, under siege, under siege two. Yeah, so you got six films, and of course, Old Deadly Ground was in the middle, which was a pile of crap. Yeah. Even and though it has Michael Caine doing the money, <laughs> movie. Excellence was okay, but I think yeah, it was like the I last kind of. Yeah. Of course, Under Siege was like a derivative of the old Die Hard Honor dot dot yeah. dot, wasn't it? Like yeah. uh, that the nineties went through. I mean, you with Van Damme, you even got Die Hard in a football stadium. Was it sudden? Sudden death, ice sudden hockey. Sudden death. Oh, was it ice hockey? And then the siege had Mr. Josh, uh, yeah. Mr. Joshua, yeah, Gary Busey. And Tommy Lee Jones is one uh, amazing in that. Yeah. Movie. It shows the trust that uh, that Raj has in uh, uh, Riggs. Uh, off. Yeah, Riggs. He still doesn't quite know what he can do yet. Uh, but I think this shows, doesn't it? 
And we've got a die. There's loads of links to other films, yeah. isn't there? We've got a die-hard henchman coming up soon, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> One is in everything, isn't he? Al Leong, yeah, yeah, he's cool, isn't he? Sure. Showdown in the Big Trouble in Little China. He's in Big Trouble, yeah. There is a film as well where you actually get to see him do some martial arts. Yeah. He's a martial artist as well. I can't remember what film it is. I can't remember if it's a Jackie Chan film or a Cynthia Rock Rock one. But there is a there is a scene where you see him doing fighting and you think, oh, he can actually fight. Like, of course he can. Well, we're gonna have to do that because I remember Cynthia Roth. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. She? she was hot as well. Yeah, there was a period in the if you're too young, there's a period in the uh, late eighties to very early nineties. So I'm saying about eighty-eight to ninety-one. Oh, uh, martial arts was a. Uh, oh, it was the, it was the yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And. She had, she was a fantastic martial artist, oh, she was. and it was all her as well. Yeah. Her and Michelle Yeoh, wasn't it, at the time? But we still know Michelle Yeoh now. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I always thought Cynthia Rothrock would have been great in The Expendables. Yeah. Just like, but Or they expend the bells if they ever yeah. made that. I got the third one diluted it I hear they're doing four again that's still yeah on. as long as they keep it R-rated like the other ones yeah, yeah ironically Mel Gibson was in the third one wasn't yeah it? he was actually the best part about the third one I really can't remember the third one but I will buy the box set when I've done the fourth one I just remember it being the PG-13 one obligatory 80s torture scene coming yeah. up haven't we oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounded a bit wrong didn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you always do have the torture scene that was a staple of the 80s Rambo did it had it um, Bond is the, yeah. the king at it, isn't it? The plot exhibition while you're being tortured. Yeah. It's Bond, isn't it? I got it when I was watching License to Kill the other day, and I hadn't seen this in a few years. I thought, that's the one where he gets caught so easily and gets knocked out so easily. It's sort of like. It almost. If you didn't know it was a Bond film, it wouldn't matter. Because oh. it feels like an 80s thriller, doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, uh, I like. I think Living Daylights is is is, is a Bond highlight for me. Yeah, and, uh, I think both of his. Yeah. License to Kill is one that's finding a lot more sort of fans now, like a reappraisal because it wasn't. I think it bombed. Well, not bombed, but like it didn't do well for no. a Bond film because you know, it killed off for about six years, didn't it? Yeah. But it was. It was different. It was an action movie. They yeah. tried to. They tried to go with the times, and they just. It didn't work with no. Bond, yeah. But then that's all people want with Bond now, isn't it? Yeah. Gritty and violent. And the torture scene? <laughs> I 
I mean, they're different films, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. I mean, we've done podcasts over... Uh, did we really do franchi- uh, Franchise Wars? Versus? Yeah, I think we did, yeah. So, uh, but you can literally pick up everything that is from Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because I think it sort of unfairly feels like Die Hard was the first one, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's so... It changed the landscape, didn't it? But and if you sp- if you speak to people, more people prefer Die Hard to Lethal Weapon, and box office yeah says that as well that more people did go and see. I think Lethal Weapon had sort of not in a rude way, but greased them up for Die Hard, hadn't it? Yeah, like, and then that's why they were ready for it, maybe. I think uh, Die Hard is more action, and you're right about grease about greasing them up for it because you know you do get times where you, you get the person that creates something, but people always remember the bigger one yeah oh yeah all the time yeah but at least you can safely say there's only three good uh, three incredible diehard films where there's four lethal weapons yeah they're all consistently yeah, yeah. Uh, well ironically diehard ended up being the thing that it was trying to change didn't it yeah like John McClane's just a superhero by the fourth one and you just that ain't him it's not him at all is it I like the fifth only because it's so stupid I just can't bring myself to go any further after three anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I like John McClane being the guy but that's got a hangover and he's a bit of an asshole and he's is divorced from his wife. That's what makes him grumpy and so lovable. You know, he has yeah. had these shit days happen. Well, what the fuck were they thinking of this? So let's take him to Chernobyl. Yeah, I know. And and, uh, and he knows exactly where to find his son. Have him survive a... Uh, an F-22 fighter jet in a truck. Yeah. I, that's not Die Hard, is it? Nope. At least, at least with Lethal Weapon, they kept true to the characters. Yeah. There's nothing you don't go, oh, I don't feel like this is Lethal Weapon, is there? No. Like we were saying earlier, we actually accept Leo Getz in different roles in 3 and 4. Yeah. Well, that must be the reason they kept him. Because yeah. he was popular. I think wasn't he originally supposed to die? I'm not sure. The original script, because I think Shane Black wrote a much darker Lethal Weapon two, didn't he? Where Rikers dies as well. You can see that at the end. I actually thought, I mean, uh, in uh, the end of uh, Endgame, yeah, I thought that it was a fake out. Uh, Death like, of Tony Stark, like in Lethal two. Yeah, maybe they were sort of banking on yeah. that. Yeah. So I didn't get upset in the Endgame because I thought, ah, he's, he's just doing the 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 rigs. And then it was like, but that is testament again going back to Richard Donner, the godfather of modern day superheroes. Nice turtleneck on uh, the general. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely the villain. He's wearing a turtleneck. Everyone used to wear a turtleneck, yeah. didn't they? The, if you're a villain. I always said if I ever came into money, I'd always get a pickup truck because I've always wanted a pickup truck because Martin McFly had a pickup truck. And Riggs has a pickup truck, and I've always wanted a pickup truck because of it. It's just a staple American vehicle, isn't it? Ah, oh, poor Enzo. I know. Endo, sorry, Al Young. You know what? 
she's wearing, uh, you know, nowadays, if she'd been wearing that top, it would be, it would be more see-through. It'd be wet. Yeah, but now, <laughs> because of the time, and it's, it's like, when usually when it ties someone up like that, it would be sexualized, but it's... Yeah, but it shouldn't be, it's a torture scene. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be getting off on torture. Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Al Leon, Genghis Khan, 89's, uh... Oh, yeah, I forgot, yeah. Vivaldi Gunman, uncredited in Last Action Hero. Die hanging from a chain. Did they do that again in Die Hard? What's that? Die hanging from a chain. Falling. Uh, well, they do the cow. Yeah. He loops a chain around his neck, yeah. doesn't he? I've seen a lot of action films, though, isn't it, where people get their foot somehow yeah. caught on a chain and. like a proper 80s club doesn't it yes. it looks like the club out of um, Scarface where they do the shoot up have you, you seen Scarface not in years no, no. but it's about cocaine it is yes it's the quintessential 80s movie yeah. for me But you don't actually see like blood everywhere and everything, so yeah, it's not particularly violent, is yeah. it? Like gore-wise, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. How it's the story over the yeah. action. I think Die Hard was quite bloody, wasn't it? With the yeah. feet and the squibs and were quite explosive, weren't they? Yeah. Which, of course, would be all CG blood now, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. And if you've ever seen a Verhoeven film, yeah. <laughs> the squibs are plenty, isn't there? Robocop, though. Yeah, Total Recall. Star Angel. I always... This is really bad. This is really bad. I always like looking at posters I on do, walls. Yeah. It's probably a Warner Brothers film, wouldn't it? Yeah. I love it when you can tell it's not a back a lot. Yeah. Quite stuntmen used to do proper stunts as yeah. well, isn't it? Not like. Mm-hmm. He's too old for the shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good arc for Rogers' characters, wasn't it? Where he actually has to kill 
Yeah. And he doesn't like it, does he? And then they play more into that in three, don't they, when he has to kill Daryl? Yeah, is that's it Daryl. It's yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't know. But the thing, the thing is, I mean, it was a in three. It was a justified shooting. Yeah, because they was. were trying to kill him. They did. Yeah. The kid didn't know. Daryl didn't know it was that he knew the cop. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they were trying. It, 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 it was. A, it was a. It was all justified. It was like clever sort of reversal as well because it. It's like. You know, in films like this, that's kind of like, just on. Oh, that's a henchman shot. Yeah. But then they turn it into like the fact that it's his son's friend, and I don't think like I never got the impression that his son blamed him for it or anything no. like that. Because the shaving scene's a nice scene as well, isn't yeah. it? Where he sort of says like, "I love you, Dad." It's like, I don't blame you, sort of thing. I blame Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. He got him with a bad crowd. Yeah. Uh, and it it gives it, you know. It gives you how a good kid can actually turn, yeah, to quite easily. Uh, yeah, and be a you know, people want to find their own community, and if they and if they can't get it in one, they will go to they will gravitate to another or be pulled into it. Yeah, and you actually see the aftermath of what happened of what happened. Well, it it's not dismissed. It's yeah. just saying, well, he shot a kid and. He it has all this weighing on him. Yeah. And there's there's a believability to it rather than it, it, rather than just going on and continuing with the with the movie. Yeah. It, it's these human assault it civilian assault rifles, which they don't like they don't like them to be called civilian assault rifles. If I recall right. Which is military hardware in the hands of the general public. But yeah. with these special uh, armor placing bullets it's yeah. crazy and it's very brave of Richard Donner to actually put it in a film because he did get backlash yeah I mean I was going to say each one sort of comes with its own theme doesn't it like yeah. the first one is war of drugs isn't it Vietnam and then got apartheid yeah. gun control and then slavery modern day slavery yeah you, you just, just summed up know where you live yeah and funnily enough the, the other link to Die Hard there is that um, Al Al's uh, big thing was that he shot a kid, yeah. wasn't it? And he didn't. He made a mistake, and he has to eventually kill to save John's life at yeah. the end, doesn't he? I love that scene though. That's <laughs> very speed. We're looking at speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buses and speed. I haven't seen speed for years. But it does showcase repercussion of actions, like you said, with Die Hard uh, and Al. Yeah. I mean, McLean could have just easily done it as well, couldn't yeah. he? You, you, you think he's this kind of heartless cop guy that doesn't really care about his wife, but he does. Yeah. And that's something you ne- you never really seen before in action heroes, wasn't it? They were like stoic heroes, yeah. and you know, I mean, like Commando's kind of a little bit there because he's going for his daughter, isn't yeah. he? But it's more of a revenge film, isn't it? But they're all tooled up. There's, there's never yeah. the point of like he's like the best guy in his in his unit, yeah. isn't he? And but he's, like you said, he's like Murtoch's reluctant to pull the gun, and but he knows he has to. Yeah. Some John McClane really wrong place at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. 
but he will get the job done. That's yeah. the thing. Like, McLean's determined, isn't he? Shit, I just realised Danny Glover's in Predator 2, isn't he? As yeah. well. Go busy as. Get out. And uh, the police Paxton. captain as well. Steve Carl. Yeah, he's at the beginning. And Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton, yeah. I remember reading a fan theory online that every time you see. What's his name, Steve? Steve Gahan. Yeah, every time you see him in one of the films, he's at a different stage in his career <laughs> in the LAPD. None more of that demolition man bullshit. Yeah. That would actually work. He's also the cap. He's also a. Is he police in Sinbad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Hat Harry. Yeah, he's the one. Uh, his partner gets killed on the train line, doesn't yeah. he, by Lex? Like I say, I think he's probably my favourite police captain. He is. I like him. Um, I quite like Joe Pantoliano in Bad Boys as well, but he's like, he just hasn't got enough time for their shit, has he? Uh, like, <laughs> I've never actually seen Bad Boys. Any of them. Will Smith does To be fair, they're quite good. It's when Michael Bay was actually good. And Bad Boys for Life is supposed to be good. I've not seen it yet, but it's, it's apparently good. You're not a Will Smith fan. I'm not a Will Smith fan. Is there anything you've ever seen him where you have been like, he was pretty good in that? Suicide Squad. He is, like, to be fair, he's that. actually alright in that. Yeah. He has made a big string of crap for a lot of years. But I mean, he was the shit in the 90s, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the go to guy. Dear bad guys. Bad moon. I feel sorry for Murtaugh how much his house gets absolutely destroyed in these <laughs> films. <laughs> the general he killed the general Murtaugh did it is he killed him already yeah yeah I mean now we are going into 80s oh, territory we need a, a bit of it yeah whereas uh, we need the big end uh, fight yeah. it's this big homoerotic yeah. fight in the mud isn't it that we'd love if it was two women. <laughs> but you gotta give something to get the female audience in there. And you've got yeah. to have a big final battle that showcases. Like you said, we were saying a bit earlier, we are in the late 80s, yeah. so we are now in the martial arts territory. Oh, yeah, it's big now, isn't it? I think now it's kind of like where everyone was sort of rediscovering Bruce Lee as well, wasn't yeah. it? And Jackie Chan sort of made it onto the scene now, didn't he? Sego Van Damme, Brandon Lee. Yeah. Yeah, because was Bloodsport Van Damme's first film? First big American film. Got to be. Yeah, was that eight? What was that, 86, 88? I'm not sure I was a Seagal fan during that time. Oh, yeah. I like Van Damme, though. I think he's sort of unfairly dismissed, isn't he? I like him. I, 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 I think he's... 
better now than he yeah he's got a nice sort of ethics now yeah. hasn't he although he was a notorious drug addict oh yeah he, he said that didn't he he said he was like on cocaine for most of Street Fighter yeah. <laughs> outside the rain and everything it's just, this is just superb yeah. cleansing yeah. rigs of his sins isn't it never saw that before yeah plus it looks good it does yeah especially with the supposed to be a helicopter yeah. I assume is it yeah this is one of these scenes where I'd love to be on a set like this just yeah it really reminds me of the McLean Carl fight actually a little bit yeah and you got to be shirtless when you do it oh yeah definitely Like the butt shot at the start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can see why Gary Busey was go-to during this period. Yeah, definitely. He's just the right amount of crazy, isn't he, for being a bad guy? You've got the lights, so you got the, the lights you see on the film, which are completely impractical. But they're, they're they're just there because they needed to be there. But every other lighting is done, you know, to get the lighting looking as it is. It's none of the lights you actually see on the on the camera. Yeah, it's all the the above to get but to get it looking this good. Yeah, and know where everything's got to be on which spot is is is, is genius. Yeah, the photography department did, and the color palette is vary this period yeah and Rick's, Rick's can't do it no which is a reversal isn't it yeah because I think it's Murtaugh that has to shoot him here isn't it yeah which worked great for the arcs yeah Slow-mo? Oh, it's both of them, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought it was metal. And it works, that brief period of slow motion. Yeah, and then back to normal. Yeah. call back for this in four yeah do you know that's the only thing that annoys uh, not annoys me but I think is a bit of a bit dodgy about two is that they make 
the sort of second in command henchman the guy that killed the wife yeah. you know like they always feel like they have to make the world smaller don't they yeah. to connect everything but uh, other than that it's still a great film Travel watching this. I know it's so good, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Even to the fourth one, it's the whole daughter thing. We are, and yeah, it's, it's funny. I know. It's good, yeah. I love his dog. It's, it's Sam. Yeah, it's well cute. Isn't Sam it? and Burbank the cat. I see that cat. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm too old for this. And that's his lethal weapon. We're, we're going to talk through the credits. As I say, rest in peace, Sir Richard Donner. Yeah. Thank you for the shame, movies. Yeah. I mean, we were going. We, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do some more lethal weapons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I. I really enjoyed watching this. I mean, I love Leaf of Warfare. I just think yeah. it's, it's... If you want to sit down with a partner that's your girlfriend, boyfriend, and they've not seen... And they're not really into action films, sit down and go and watch it's the Leaf of Yeah, films. it's a great film to watch somebody else, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, when I got with the boss, I, uh, my fiance, I, I wanted her so badly to watch Leaf of Warfare. She eventually did. Same with my... Uh, not, with, not with your boss, I no. mean with my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know the guy from uh, that I thought you were on about that's in all three of the. Yeah. Yeah, he has the greatest name ever, Grand Bush. Nice. <laughs> Grand L. Bush. <laughs> well, yet in this, yeah, we, we, we I, I, I've got, we're, we're on the credits rolling, a little a little story. I, I'm constantly, I, I've got a mission, it's to catch Callum out on James Bond trivia. And I thought I had him. And yesterday. I wanted to. As well, that's the thing. Uh, came close yesterday. You did, yeah. 
And you ended up pointing out something I didn't even know because I didn't realise uh, uh, Grandel Bush was actually in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And he's in Die Hard. And Licence to Kill. And Licence to Kill, yeah. And of course he's Balrog. I think he's in Lethal Weapon 2 as well, actually, isn't he? Is he not in the scene where they all get killed? You know, where all the cops get. Because Jeanette Goldstein's in that as well, isn't she? Let's have a look. Lethal Weapon Jerry Collins, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. You're right there. Oh. Damn. So's Hank from Breaking Bad as well. <laughs> oh, and. Is this Eric Clapton? Uh, let me put the headphones back in. Let's find out. It is. Well, it keeps saying his name, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know whether he's just involved with the score or. He's involved with the score because he was. He, you know, he did work on the soundtrack for three, but it's probably me with Sting. And then just George Harrison in the second one, isn't it? Yeah, George Harrison is uh, chill, chill down. Yeah. No, this isn't Eric Clapton. No, no. Okay, this is the High Ground Podcast. That's been Lethal Weapon. I'm Stevie. And Callum. See you on another High Ground Podcast.